Hello, everyone, and welcome into the FBW Kids podcast episode number 11. And today I have Kim with me as per usual. Yes, hello. And today we're talking about something that I think will be super interesting for a lot of people listening, even if they're not necessarily a ministry leader, which is how to keep Jesus as the main reason for the holidays, not just Christmas. Yeah. Because we always know the reason for the season. Okay, that's our favorite tagline to yeah, use. It's definitely on a t-shirt somewhere in my oh, closet. Oh, it's multiple. I feel like. <laughs> it's probably on a lot of things in people's houses. But not just Christmas in particular, but also thinking about other holidays. You know, because we're just coming out of Halloween, Thanksgiving. We talked about Halloween. We kind of glanced over Thanksgiving, but we'll go back to it and all that. But trying to keep Jesus as the main focus and not letting outside worldly things necessarily as much impact that because it's very easy to get swept up in that especially when you have kids who go to school and kind of some of the things we talked about with Halloween you know they're getting a lot of different influences from different outlets so how do we channel that into a positive thing so that's what we're going to be covering today and so let's start with transitioning from Thanksgiving to Christmas because that's kind of the zone we're in now we just we just passed Thanksgiving and it's always great. And I think Thanksgiving is one of, I don't want to say the easier holidays, but it's definitely set up more for people to be a little bit more Christ-focused because it's all about being thankful and it's all about giving thanks for things. And I think it's a it automatically just puts people in a very godly mm-hmm. mindset. But now as we're transitioning to Christmas and it's all kind of been twisted up, Kim, how do we you know, keep that transition of that mindset we've already been in into the next holiday season? Oh, that's such a good question. And it kind of reminds me of where we have been, everyone, over the last year and a half. I think that I was just actually talking to our one of our guest service volunteers on Sunday about this specific thing. Uh, and she works in a school district near where we live. And One of her biggest things was, you know, I thought COVID was going to be this big pause for people where we could really be thankful for things and really slow down. And I think we saw that for a little bit of 2021 where people were very being very intentional, having a lot more family focused times. And it seems like this fall has just geared up in a way that we may have lost sight of some of those things that we were kind of forced to do during all of the shutdown and quarantine. And so I do feel like we need to challenge ourselves to kind of get back to the, like just the time of really being slow, intentional, and keeping that idea of thankfulness. And maybe that is the main point is at, in Thanksgiving, That is part of what we concentrate on. You know, my daughter got a lot of little thankful pictures and crafts that she did at school and different things like that. And so I think that is such an easy mirror, like you said, to how we need to be thankful for all that God has given us. And so that's it. Just continue that to transition that to we need to be thankful for the best gift that God's given Mm, us, which is Jesus. And that's what we get to celebrate at Christmas time. And so really trying to keep that focus on being thankful and not just being so rushed and so busy and so hurried uh, that we lose sight of what really matters. Absolutely. And, And we don't want it ever to be a situation where, you know, we're not being like totally crazy where we're saying, hey, 
everything that has to do with Christmas, the music, the, you know, the, well, the non-traditional, you know, music that you would sing at church or anything like that. We're not saying cut all that out. I think you can definitely embrace, just like with every other holiday, you can embrace certain, you know, elements to it, but you just don't want to go overboard and diving too far into those things. And so, yes, your kids can still get presents. They're not going to be horrible people for getting presents at Christmas. That's not... What, what I think, I think, about. I think yeah. this, you know, I think that's a big debate though sometimes. And so what are some tools that we can use though alongside the, you know, the kind of the nuances that have popped up over the last couple of years? What are some different tools from your experience that you've used before or you've seen other people use before to help people kind of stay on track during the Christmas season and maintaining that God-filled kind of motion and direction? Yeah, that's really good. I think sometimes we underestimate the value of gift giving and giving to others. So I know our church is really big on, you know, the Thanksgiving baskets and the Operation Christmas Child boxes. And one thing that we started doing, my daughter is 18 months. And so last year and this year, we did an Operation Christmas Child box. Does she know what it is? She has no clue. She can't even say the word box. Yes. But, um... But we go to the store, we get certain things for kind of her age group, a young um, little girl, and hopefully that will start some momentum to where when she is in first, second, third grade, she is excited to give something to somebody on the other side of the world who may never get a present. So I think really taking those different things, if your church is involved in, or maybe a church in your area is involved in, and really taking part in those things during this time will kind of help hone in on that focus, like you're kind of saying, and you can make it kind of a family thing. I think Operation Christmas Child or Thanksgiving baskets or things like that, or toy drives, those are just easy. Like that's kind of the low hanging fruit. You can do that as a family cost very little and is something to kind of pull back on um, the real reason why we need to celebrate this time of year. I do think as well, a couple other things to just be mindful of is just the value of you giving your child gifts. Now, I agree with you. Presents are great. It's definitely a time of year. It's super exciting, super fun. You will know one day when you're a parent how fun it is to buy gifts for your kiddos. And it's a lot of fun. And I think sometimes we get so heightened in that way that we don't really kind of look at their specific, you know, person, what they may need spiritually. And so I always encourage parents... Um, One thing that's actually coming out in our parent email this week is just kind of a gift guide for parents, and it involves more, you know, devotionals, fun activity books. Um, One of them's, you know, the Action Bible by David C. Cook is a Bible in a comic book version, and they have a guess it game, so they have games that go along with uh, the actual Bible stories, so it looks way more fun than just your take-home sheet from church kind of a thing. And so I think it's really good if parents kind of say, okay, yes, we want to get them these kind of couple of big gifts, but what do we do to really help them along their faith journey? And so for some kiddos, that may be a really good time to get them a Bible. If you have somebody who's a young reader and maybe they do not have a chapter Bible, maybe they just have like the storybook Bible. I think that's a great Mm -hmm. gift for the preschoolers. But when they get to be in kindergarten, first grade, and they're learning to read at school, 
Christmas is a perfect time to gift them a Bible and a version that they would be able to understand. Uh, Some things like devotional books. One that I really love that we've actually given away is the Indescribable devotional book by Louis Giglio. It's geared towards kiddos. I think he has a couple other versions as well um, that are really, really good and uh, can help kids follow along. Um, just God being the creator. And so even something fun like that where you're thinking, okay, yeah, it is another book, but you can encourage them and begin those habits, you know, starting in the new year to hopefully bring them uh, into our next year, focusing on God in their daily life. Or maybe one of the ones I put on there was a blanket that somebody had linked and it had like a really funny saying about God, like a fun... God saying on it, nothing's mm-hmm. impossible with God or something like that, but it was made in this big blanket that would be really cool for like a preteen. Yeah. And it's something that they can always see. So it doesn't even have to be like books and yes. things to work on and the activity sheets. It could be something Absolutely. just fun that you're giving to your kiddo that really does remind them that they are made in God's image and that they um, are valued by him. And yeah. so I would say a big, a big way to really focus in on Jesus being the main reason for this season, if we want to keep that tagline going. Uh, That's what the title of this episode that, is There you be. go. I love it. Uh, is is really to focus on those unique ways that you can gift your kids yes. something that will help them on their faith journey that's not like just another thing to do or homework or something like that. And then something that you guys could do as a family, whether yep. that's Operation Christmas Child Box or participate in a toy drive, something that teaches your kiddos that it's not always about them, yes. that although they are going to receive gifts, they actually have the ability to give as well during this time. Yeah. No, I think, and one point that you hit on that I really think is crucial is I think one of the big things about Christmas is it is what kind of caps off the calendar year for all of us. That's the last big thing before we head into the new year and so it's very important during this time to if maybe you have not had good habits of worshiping together doing a family worship doing a family devotional like you said what a great time to maybe get something that you could start that up for and prepare for the new year and say hey you know what we didn't do a good job of that this year but we can flip that next year and bring that back to Jesus I think that's you know just an excellent thing that you can do and of course there's other little tools that I don't think you brought up yet like the Jesse tree and mm-hmm. the advent calendars that have become just abundantly more and more popular, it seems like, for families to do yeah, together sure. over the last couple of years. And like we even had a handout recently of one here where every kid went home with an advent calendar that they could do. And if a family wanted a guide, we offered that resource right. as well to them. And that could be another thing that people do during this time. Um, I don't know if you've specifically done one, but are there ones that you suggest doing to kind of help with that? Yeah, so really good. I have not participated in the Jesse tree. I'm really excited to. Definitely your kids need to be a little bit older. I would say like upper preschool and grade level school. Uh, But I'm really excited to do that when Eden gets older uh, for sure. But I know great things about that. And you can actually pull together and kind of do it with a bunch of families together where you're all kind of supporting each other. And then uh, our guide and advent calendar we gave out was from some curriculum 
curriculum and it was free. And so I know if you are a ministry leader, there are tons of resources out there. Lifeway specifically does an Advent guide. Uh, our Advent calendar was from ParentQ, but it may be available on their website and so uh, as a download. And so I know there are plenty of ones that are different Advent activities. A couple that I've used in the past that I really like there's one um, called Everyday Emmanuel. It's by Jelly Telly, which is Phil Vischer, Veggie Tales. Yeah. His um, kind of company, I think it's now called Minnow, uh, but it's called Everyday Emmanuel, and it was a PDF download okay. that you could print off for your family, and it had color sheets in it and different things you could do for the four weeks of Advent. And the one that we use at our house is by Ann Voskamp. It's a book that you open up, and it has a little study that you read every day, but it's um, when you open it up, it's like a pop-up tree. And every day you open a little ornament that goes on the tree, kind of walking through the whole Christmas story and history of yeah. uh, Jesus. And so uh, we've started that, and now we have a walking toddler that runs everywhere. So I don't know how long that will last, Yes, but that's one thing that we're doing, and we just read that every day, and then... She gets to hang the ornament on the tree and uh, just kind of remember that it's a special set-apart time. Yeah. And I think it's important, too, to realize that every kiddo can do a certain part. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you said, there's certain things that, yes, you do want to yes, wait till they're, till they're older, but you don't want to limit your kiddos based off of what you think they're capable of because even the little things that you teach them right now can have a profound effect on just how they view things and what they decide to do. An interesting story that actually came up at our midweek this past week was our teacher, Mr. Kurt, was leading the story. We were talking about the Macedonians giving more than what they had to serve the Lord. And he said, what was funny is his, you know, his five-year-old son who's in kindergarten had a friend who had a birthday party. They had already getting a little gift together and they had a card and he was, they were about to walk out the door and his son said, wait, dad, hold on stop I need to go grab something and he ran off and he comes back with a couple of dollars from his own birthday money from his wallet and he gave it to his friends in his car to pair up with that gift and he said nobody provoked him to do that nobody said hey true would you like to you know go out and grab this money and do this he did that on his own he made that decision on his own so the little things that you teach right now and walk through together and you know the little lessons that they pick up on it might not have fruit immediately in that moment but it could trickle down so that's why i think doing things like this as a family together can be so important especially during the holidays just really brings a lot together i think a good thing to remember too is it's okay however your specific family wants to celebrate yes i know that there is a lot of controversy and a lot of opinions around specifically christmas and halloween i feel like those are the two big like you know attention getters when it comes to some controversial celebrations Uh, and i think it's okay to do whatever you would like if you would like to celebrate Santa in your house, that's awesome. If you would like to just focus on Jesus, that's awesome. But I do think you need to know your kids and where they are. Mm -hmm. I've had kiddos that have really struggled with the difference between Jesus being a real person and that Santa is somebody that we get to have fun and celebrate with. I would say that there are 
just some lines there that you need to navigate with your kiddos and understanding where they are. We've had preschoolers that feel one way about Santa and let the whole class know. Yeah. And the other the rest of the class feels a very different way yes. about Santa. And so I think that you as a parent really need to be intentional with some conversations with your kiddos as preschoolers and younger elementary when it comes to the things that they're going to see whenever they're out shopping in the mall mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. I know people who have gone to one extreme where they have only allowed their kid to have three presents because Jesus got three gifts from the wise men and although that is accurate that's really stifling of and could have some lingering effects when they show up to school and you have to kind of think through what they might encounter when they show up to school or when they show up to their cousin's house and they were only given a book and a pair of socks and this or whatever it may be and Uh, So you kind of have to navigate that as best Mm -hmm. you can with your family in mind, but just kind of take the pressure off and know that it's okay to have an elf come to your house and be a part of what you're doing at home. Or I'm not, I'm not like that a level of a parent. I feel like that's amazing work for people to decorate their house and do all those things. Um, So you can navigate those things as a parent, but I feel like sometimes we put so much pressure on that controversial subject like it needs to be just jesus or you can do santa and have snowmen decorated at your house and maybe your elf shows up like that you can only do one or the other and i feel like that's not true i grew up in a home that did both and i never once felt like they were uh, at odds or that you know yeah i always knew that i could have a relationship with jesus and that that was the main thing that we were celebrating and so I think that you can do that but I would encourage parents to know your kiddos well enough to know what they can handle and what you guys decide as a family unit and what's important to you and instead of being negative about other people just kind of say you know what that's okay if they're if they're choosing to get a million presents and that is their biggest thing okay we're choosing to do 10 Operation Christmas Child boxes and get one big gift as a family. And so you can just kind of take the pressure off of you to be equal to all these other people you may see around or the people that you may see shopping in the stores and things like that. And maybe for your family, you take things a little differently. And maybe you do all of it. And it's really fun. Whatever you can balance out. I think if we can take away the pressure from families having to pick one or the other, but really say, okay, if our focus is really Jesus, how does that play into everything else that we do? That's not to say we can't celebrate these other things, other aspects of the holidays, but how does that filter through the fact that we want Jesus to be number one overall? Yes. I know a really good um, thing that I, I suggest even adults to watch I know it's available on Right Now Media if okay. you have that, but you could probably also find it online and purchase, but it's through What's in the Bible, another Phil Vischer in, entity, uh, but it's called Buck Denver Ask, Why Do We Call It Christmas? Oh. It's amazing. I've, I've watched it numerous times. I've taught on it. Eden has watched it numerous times, and it really goes into not just Jesus, but St. Nicholas, who he really was. What, why do we even call this holiday Christmas? The actual wording, why do we have Christmas trees in our home? It goes through all these 
traditions that we all know and love. Yeah. And it really talks about the history of them and it ties everything back to Jesus. And so it's very helpful for parents who want to celebrate St. Nicholas and want to have Christmas trees yeah. in their house to, to still use that as an avenue to talk about Jesus with their families. No, I absolutely agree. I also grew up in a house where, I mean, I tell people all the time, if they think Disney switches for Christmas really fast, they ain't got nothing on Dana Van Vickhoven. She puts those Christmas decorations out faster than I think any human on earth does. And so obviously my whole life, Christmas has always been a huge deal, but I've never once, like you said, had that issue of going so far as to think, okay, Santa is the dominant one in this relationship here. No, it's always been, no, Jesus came and was born. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's always been present in my mind, in my, and Santa, yes, was there, but was never the dominant. So yes, balancing that out is really key. But of course, Christmas is obviously one of the biggest holidays that we talk about with this, but I think this has a trickling effect into other holidays throughout the rest of the year. And we don't have to go through all of them in as great detail. Obviously, I think Christmas is one of the more difficult ones just because there's so many different like you said cultural things that go along with it but when we think about things like valentine's day and how that affects it and other just other holidays kim how can we keep this theme of jesus being the reason for all the seasons connected throughout them yes love that hashtag so Uh, I totally agree with that. I think that every holiday has a way to bring about some fun and focus on Jesus. And so one of the kind of tips that one of my friend had given us for Valentine's Day was writing a love letter to Jesus. You could do that as a family, a ride around Valentine's Day. In the same way, you could be sharing the qualities that you love about your kids on that day and let that be the focus of Valentine's Day, not just about all of the red and the candy and all of the yes. the fun part of that. Um, and so I think Valentine's Day, when we think about love, we can tie that back to Jesus and maybe encourage your kiddos to write a love letter to Jesus, thanking him for what he has done for us. And then you can also pair that with what you see in your kiddos. I think it could be a really important time. And then the next bigger one that we get to really that's Um, just a huge one is Easter and we all know it's the same type of thing it's Jesus rising from the dead really the whole reason why Christianity is apart from every other religion is because of the resurrection and we celebrate that at Easter but there's also the Easter bunny and Easter egg hunts and all of these different things and so what do you do in that situation and a couple things I know that uh, we have done is you can and you can always google this maybe easier but There's resurrection eggs you can purchase, which kind of this is what we did last year was our kids got each color of a resurrection egg, but it was, so it was Easter eggs, but they all, you know, the green was grass and the blue Mm -hmm. meant this or whatever, and you tied it back to the uh, resurrection story. There's also resurrection rolls that are really good. You make them with marshmallows and crescent rolls and it becomes like a little empty tomb. That's a fun thing to do at home. Uh, one thing that I really uh, want to do this year for kids' life, but also just for families in general, is to um, kind of egg their houses and you kind of yeah. pass out, pick a family, do Easter eggs in their front yard, and one of them is empty to represent the empty tomb. So you can really yeah. try and pair these fun things together with a deeper meaning 
And I think that really helps to bring Jesus to the forefront, that we can have all these things that are super fun, but the deeper meaning is that we're celebrating the fact that Jesus is alive even today. And then it can just continue on um, and try and tie back even things like Fourth of July or Memorial Day, all of these different days that we get to celebrate and really see how you can tie like freedom back to the freedom we have in Jesus. And it may Mm, be as simple as just a conversation that you have. And it may be even as simple as, okay, this year on 4th of July, instead of doing our cookout in the backyard, we're going to do it in the front yard so we can talk to families and get to know our neighbors. Instead of, you know, us going trick-or-treating, we're going to just kind of stay at our house and talk to people. Uh, So there's just different ways that you can kind of be a little bit more missional, a little bit more Jesus-focused in any of the holidays that we get to celebrate. I have loved talking about this. This has been super interesting, I know, for me, and I hope a lot of other people have caught on as well. Do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up here, or want to just... I don't think out. so. I don't think so. I love the holidays, so I think it's great. And remember, yes. Jesus is the reason for That's the right. season. Hashtag <laughs> Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode of the FBW Kids podcast. If you don't mind, please share and like, review, subscribe, whatever you would like to do. It helps us out a lot, and we just want people to be able to hear these things and to hopefully be encouraged and help them, whether that's in their ministry as a parent or in their ministry at a church. So thank you guys so much again for listening, and we will catch you guys again real soon. But until next time, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day.